0: Welcome to another live Wednesday night edition here on The Rock Pile. I'm your host, as always, every Wednesday night, the coach, Rocky Craigliano. And you can tune in every Wednesday night right here on Facebook. And you can also catch us live on YouTube. Follow me across all social media, uh, YouTube, at The Rock Pile Show on Twitter, at rcorgliano23 on Instagram. And you can also follow me on LinkedIn. I want to make sure I thank Heath Waterman last week for coming on. He was a second-time guest here on the Rock Pile. Heath ended last week with about 2,200 views, um, so he was great. I kind of feel like I wrapped up the martial arts. Um, I spent pretty much the full month with uh, Dave Bruce, uh, Heath Waterman, and Vicki Gian as well. They were all fantastic uh, to speak to. Tonight's guest has a special, special meaning place in my heart. We uh, will be talking to Dave Spiraglia here in just a moment. We're going to talk about the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. I'm fortunate enough to uh, know a lot of the coaches um, in the Rome Sports Hall of Fame, but two special ones. My sister was a 2017 inductee, and my dad was a 2009 inductee into the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. So without further ado, let's see if I can get Dave in, in the program here. We were just chatting a little bit before coming on, so let's see. There he is. I could see you now, Dave. How are you? Good, Rock. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for taking the time tonight. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: No, no problem. So I told you last night, I keep telling everybody the Rome Sports Hall of Fame is is the best kept secret in all of New York State. And you said Rome, but I think it's New York State. There's nothing like it.
1: Well, interestingly enough, we are the only Sports Hall of Fame and museum in the state of New York. So Ruth always referred to it as the best kept secret. Um, I refer to it as that. We also refer to it affectionately as the house that Romans built because it was built by uh, citizens of Rome, uh, people who might have been born in a different state, came in and coached or had something to do with Rome. So we're we're very lucky to have it. Um, As we say, it is the best kept secret. Uh, We're working diligently on trying to increase uh, the participation and getting people in there. Unfortunately, this has been a, a crazy year with the COVID and everything. So kind of through
0: our plans, uh, totally awry. And Dave, when I started doing my radio show, I had a gentleman um, that lived in Sequoia and uh, he was doing the show with me on Saturday mornings. And I'll never forget. He said to me, he goes, boy, he goes, the amount of legendary coaches and athletes um, that have come through Rome is unbelievable. And when I sit back, And I was looking last night at all the names that are in there. I said, wow, we've been fortunate. I've been fortunate enough. I played for a lot of those coaches. And we'll talk about some of those coaches here in a little bit. But I said to myself, I had a wow moment last night to say, this thing really is a special place. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh,
1: It's interesting that I've been involved for probably around uh, 15 years. I started in two.
0: see if we can get Dave. We might have lost Dave on his end. Um, we'll see if we can get him. Oh, 13 years down the Rome
1: National. League. I was looking for something else to put my attention and my effort to. Lo and behold, two weeks later, a letter comes in the mail, <laughs> congratulations, you have now been nominated to the <laughs> Board of Directors at the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. So. And Ruth Demers told me it's a life sentence and here I am 15 years later, and I'm still on and still enjoying every moment of it. So.
0: And and Dave, I want to make sure, I know I wanted to mention Ruth Demers and, uh, you know, Ruth passed away, God rest her soul, in 2016. But she spent 27 years in the position that you're in. How much of an impact did Ruth have on you?
1: Uh, A big impact. She was probably, uh, regarding the Hall of Fame, uh, she was my mentor. Um, We worked very well together. Uh, There was times she was not easy to get along with because she was pretty steadfast in when she decided something, that was it. Uh, But again, we we had a great relationship. Uh, We got together well. I can remember one time I was, I think I was president. I've been executive director for two years now. I think I was president for about five years, which I only should have been president for one or two. And I told her, I'm thinking about stepping down as president and just becoming a board member. And I can remember sitting in her house across her desk. She put her hand on mine and says, you're not going any place. You're staying right where you are. So, and there, anybody that knows Ruth, God bless her. You never said no to her.
0: She, nope. she, was, a, she, she was a to tough her. lady to say no to, yes, but she, she, had, she had a heart of gold. She was, gold. A, she she was that. a saint. And like I say, she. if it
1: wasn't for Ruth Demers, I always say she is the glue that, that held us together and, and basically brought that hall to where it is. Now it's our responsibility to try and take it to the next step. And again, those people who came before me, I mean, there's a lot of people that have been on the board over the years. Um, As we were talking last night, my late father was on the board back in the early 80s. So I'm following in his footsteps like I did when he was president of Rome American Little League. I became president of Rome National, that was our field. And uh, it's funny how you you and your dad in coaching, we we follow in the footsteps
0: of our parents just an amazing thing. So Dave, let's start for the people tuning in tonight that may not know much about the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. Can you talk to us a little bit about the history of it to start? Yes. Um, Years
1: ago, Carl Eilenberg, former mayor, Bill Coughlin, who was the athletic director for the Rome City School District, uh, were runners and they used to run every night. And as they were running, they came up with the idea that, geez, Rome should have a place where we can honor athletes. So they came up with the concept of the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. In addition to them, Ellie Bruce, who is still a board member um, for many, many years, um, got involved with them. And I think Carl was the mayor at that time, if I remember, and where the codes enforcement office was, was an empty annex portion. So in 1976, Carl, convinced the city and the council to let the Sports Hall of Fame use that area to start putting some of the artifacts they had in there. Uh, We moved from there in 89, the building went up at the Erie Canal Village. Um, We now own the building and we also own the land. We are a nonprofit institution. Uh, We don't receive any money from any of the governments. Once in a while, we get a state grant, but that's pretty much out of the question. Uh, Jerry Farini has helped us out a couple times with some county grants, but the majority of our income is from uh, donations, requests, um, fundraisers that we do, uh, sports clinics that we may do, things of that nature. And uh, I really wanna thank the people over the years who have contributed, uh, the inductees. Usually when a person gets inducted, it's not uncommon for the family to make a donation to the RUM Sports Hall of Fame uh we have a lot of in memory of or in honor of um donations we also have a uh, what's called a corporate sponsorship uh for businesses and there's several levels there's the gold level which is 500 silver is 350 and the bronze is 195 um, that will get them depending on the level it'll get them uh, Tickets to the banquet, tickets to the golf tournament. Uh, they're published in our program, they're published on our website. We encourage the people to um, do business with those businesses that help us. And uh, I really want to thank a lot of them, like Vicki Gillen from Bailey's Karate, uh, Greg Ellinger from Greg Ellinger Collision. They've been with us for years. I mean, every year I send out the letter, they send the check, and we're so appreciative of, of those people and, and everyone that contributes.
0: Well, I always say, you know, Rome is a special place. I was away from Rome. I was in Ohio for a, for a little while. And then uh, I met my my wife out there and we moved back here. And all the the business owners that I have had on this show in the past couple months, one of the biggest things that everybody has said is if it wasn't, if it wasn't for this community and everybody pitching in and helping out and, and the support, I don't know where a lot of the business owners would be, but especially for the nonprofit places. Yes. Um, you know, th- that's one of the things I always say, this community comes together in the toughest times. And absolutely, uh, it, it's fantastic. You can't say enough positive about it.
1: Yeah. And and the funny part is, is that throughout the years and, and through my affiliation with baseball, you know, I've come to know a lot of the businesses. And I feel sorry for some of these businesses because, you know, they're dwindling in the city and they get hit. I can't tell you how many times for donations. So a lot of them, as I'm sure you have through Bernie mm-hmm. Buss, you have to set yeah. up a budget. And when the budget's gone, it's gone. It depends on when your request goes in. But as you say, when you know push comes to shove, the Rome community comes together. Thank God for the business people and their generosity towards everybody.
0: And Dave, talk to us about being a nonprofit. I know you guys had shut down, obviously, like a lot of these businesses with the whole COVID impact. But talk to us. Being a nonprofit, it affects you as well. Talk to us about that COVID impact, too, if you can.
1: COVID impact has really put a financial strain on us this year. Uh, We were lucky that we had some money in our treasury that we could afford to close and still pay our bills. Uh, We have insurance, we have workman's comp, uh, we have utilities every month. our budget is probably somewhere in the thirty-five dollars to $40,000 area every year. And again, being a nonprofit, we're scraping for every nickel and dime that we can get. Um, we lost a significant amount of money um, by having to cancel our, golf, our annual golf tournament. Uh, that usually brings in anywhere from five dollars to $6,000, depending on the amount of players. Uh, for example, two years ago, When we had it, uh, we honored our late president, Tom Berry, who passed Mm -hmm. away unexpectedly. Uh, And we had, I believe, 22 teams, and that was our most successful tournament, both financially and as a tournament. So big cut in uh, finances there. Um, We closed the museum because we felt that was the best thing to do for the public and everybody else, so we don't have people coming in. The donations aren't rolling in like they normally do we also had to cancel our induction and what we've done is we've taken we've chosen a 2020 class but we opted to put that class in in 2021 and that should be i believe it's going to be the first sunday in august it's always the day after the honor america days parade i believe this year or 2021 it'll fall on august 1st um so it's It's been a a rough year, but uh, we're getting through it. Uh, We're looking forward to next year. Um, I am definitely. uh, Hopefully we'll get uh, more aggressive um, in our marketing plan so we can get more people through the door and make more people aware of what we have there. Um, As you say, it's, uh, it's a treasure trove of sports from Rome. Some things go back into the 1800s. I mean, we have a wooden bowling ball. <laughs> who would bowl with a wooden bowling ball? Right. We have uh, Virgil Gardiner, who played for RFA back in, I think it was the 20s or the 30s. We have his original football equipment. And when you look at that and what you played with or what they're playing with today, you'd say, those guys were crazy. I mean, a leather <laughs> helmet, no face mask. Yep. Um, Cloth-type pants and leather shoulder pads. I mean, they they were definitely Ironmen. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, much different today, right? Yep. We have an Olympic torch
1: from, uh, I believe it was 1998, that uh, was carried through Rome. I think the last person that carried it was the late Lenny Martin. Uh, We have a display. There was four Olympians from the city of Rome, believe it or not. Uh, We had late coach Don Gary. Who played on the 48. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, Tony Washington was an Olympian, um, and I have it written down here. 1992, Barcelona, discus. Yep. Um, two other ones that are probably not that well-known to a lot of people. Uh, Jim Atkinson was a bobsled in the 1952 Oslo Olympics. Oh, wow. And John Preston Halstead, 1908, in the 800-meter uh, track race in London. Wow. So, little I not,
0: yeah, I Four, did not know that
1: one. You know, wow. who, who, who would imagine? Then we can go on about um, Richie Evans, nine-time national NASCAR, uh, NASCAR modified champion. Jerry Cook, six times. Those two gentlemen kept that trophy in Rome 15 years consecutive. We're lucky to have, we have one of Richie's cars that we purchased many years ago. Uh, two years ago, we were lucky enough to get uh, a vehicle from Jerry that's on loan. Uh, I told him, I said, possessions nine tenths of the law, so you're not getting that <laughs> car back. <laughs> but uh, Richie's car seems to be probably the number one display among most people because there's a lot of race fans. I mean, if you go to Ohio and they say, Where are you from, Rock? and you say, Rome, New York, they say, Do you know Richie Evans? So that's, uh, you know, he was very well known. Um, also in the racing wing, we have a uh, a power bolt from Dave Packer, who was a twelve-time national champion. Mm-hmm. Um, that pretty much takes care of the racing wing, and we have, oh God, trophies and memorabilia from from all three of those gentlemen. It's just unbelievable the things we have.
0: And Dave, there's been a couple of people have asked questions. Um, I got one of them tonight, but I had one send me an email today about uh, all the memorabilia that's in there. Obviously, is donated. Yes. Um, How tough has it been? I mean, are you guys always constantly reaching out to people? or Are people reaching out to you guys?
1: Actually, it's people reaching out to us, and uh, it's it's funny you should mention that because we just, uh, this year, um, enacted um, a new way of doing things because a lot of times it turned out, and I hate to use the term, but we were turning into a dumping ground for people. They were just dropping stuff off to us, and Then you have to figure out the significance of the items. So what we did this year is we will accept things, but it goes before three or four people who will determine the historic value of it. And if it's something we want to keep, if not, we'll notify you. And uh, you have 30 days in order to come and pick it up. Otherwise it's at our discretion um, how to dispose of it. We have so many things that we can't display everything at once. We're in the process of a five-year plan right now. Uh, we're starting to go through. Uh, I have a storage building that had a, has items in it. I had items that were tucked behind some of the display cases that we've brought out. So we're trying to change the displays around a little bit and change the, uh, the inside features of the display. We may be moving some of the cases also. It's going to be a big, big job. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to have it done before we open next year, but Like I say, it is part of the five-year plan because we we do have so many
0: um, artifacts there. It's unbelievable. And Dave, another question that that came in was, um, has there ever been any thought? I know it takes a lot of work and the building's fantastic. Some people have asked, is there any thought about possibly centralizing the building more within Rome versus where it's at now out by the Erie Canal? Has there ever been any thought to centralize it a little bit more? We, We have talked about that. Um,
1: it has been brought up many, many times by Romans. You need to be someplace else because you're you're too far out. Um, my gut feeling is that should we move it to a more central location, I really can't tell you if that would increase our foot traffic. Right. Because, again, we are specific to Rome, New York. We're not like the National Baseball Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, or the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, like I say, we own the land. We own the building. Um, The Erie Canal Village, thank God. um, One of the owners, Rick Rios, uh, has been working diligently on that, and there are plans to possibly open that back up again next year. In fact, I was down the hall last week one day, and I heard a train, and I looked out the door, and it was the train at the Erie Canal Village. They were running it back and forth on the tracks. So they've they've been doing a lot of maintenance work. And that should help our attendance also, because that's how we originally started. We got the land uh, loaned to us from the city because of the Erie Canal Village would be the draw to bring people into the sports hall of fame. Unfortunately, with the with the demise of the village, um, I guess our attendance went down at that point too. So we're we're constantly working on marketing. Um, that's the biggest thing we need to do is we need to market it to get people in there. We're only open for a short time, unfortunately, but we have talked about possibly staying open longer. We normally open the Wednesday of Memorial Day weekend, and we close Labor Day weekend. So it's it's a short period, you know, for people to get in there. Um, my hope is that we can open a little bit longer, um, or possibly stay open all year long. Um, again, it's comes down to finances. Um, somebody's got to be there, uh, whether it's a volunteer or we normally have an intern in the summer, a college intern that does a lot of our data for us and also will give tours and things. I mean, I'm there every day, but I'm not there all day long. Sure. Somebody has to be there during, you know, our 10 to 5 hours, things of that nature, so.
0: So I got a couple comments. Uh, Pat Pasolacqua, Pat's a a friend of mine, always says, always the best guest on the show. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate that. I also have uh, Lisa Lisa watches and catches most of the shows I don't think she's missed any yet says it's located in Rome New London Road right in front of correct. Erie Canal Village that is correct yeah, Lisa. we are,
1: we are right after the Erie Canal Village in fact the picture that you have up that is actually an older picture we've since resided the building yep it's a uh, it's a gray we put a new roof on we've put uh, new siding new windows new doors a security system we just finished up putting in a complete Climate control system for those people who have been to our induction ceremonies and it's been 300 degrees in there. Well, now you're probably going to tell me to turn the air conditioning down. <laughs> and that's why. I'm so happy that we finally did that. That's something Ruth wanted to do for many years. Money was always an object, and we were able to, uh, to come up with some of it thanks to one of our inductees who made a very generous contribution um, and has issued a challenge to other inductees that uh, they should also make, make a, uh, a donation. But that the inductees will be getting a letter. Um, I don't know exactly when that's going out, but it's called the inductee challenge, and we're asking them, listen, so-and-so uh, put up this much money, and he's issued a challenge to you. And if uh, they're able to donate, that would be great. Um, it was a significant amount of money. It was almost $32,000 just to do that. We have a, a heating and air conditioning and a humidification system. And we definitely needed the humidification because we wouldn't have the heat on in the winter. Naturally, we are closed and you've got all those artifacts in there. And between the cold and and the hot temperatures in the summer, it started to take its toll on some of the artifacts. So,
0: in an effort to protect them,
1: we had to do what we had to do at that point.
0: So. So, I had a couple more comments. Chuck Hebern says, great show. Remember the people from 1970. We had a great ball team. Went to school with
1: Chuck uh, up to probably Staley. I went to Rome Catholic. Chuck was at uh, RFA, but I remember playing ball against Chuck in Little League. How you doing, Chuck?
0: (laughs) And then uh, Carl Manginaro says, great place to show all the great athletes from Rome. I can't agree with that anymore, Carl.
1: Absolutely. Carl is our webmaster. Uh, He designed our website, which is www.romesportshalloffame.com. There is another website out there uh, that is our older one. But uh, Carl has taken this one to another level. And thank God, if I, if I want to make a change, I shoot him an email, and within an hour or two, he says done, and it's on there. So it is a work in progress, just so everybody knows. But you can go on there. Uh, you can go through the inductees year by year. Um, there's a nomination process on there also.
0: So, Dave, talk to us a little bit about that. I feel like you got my agenda in front of you. As you're going through stuff, I'm checking them off my list. But let's talk about the nomination process. I think people get a little bit mixed up about that. So maybe go into details on that if you can.
1: Yes. On the nominee, I'm just letting my dog in because she's scraping <laughs> at the door here. Um, on the nomination process, what happens is I get I get questioned every year, especially after we announce the class. Well, what about so-and-so? Has he been what about, you know, like I said to you earlier, what about Rocky Corglano? Has he been nominated? And Bill Fleet uh, and Todd Dewan from the Sentinel are the co-chairmen of our uh, selection committee. So I usually get a hold of Fleeter and I say, "Hey, by the way, uh, do we have a nomination on Rocky Corglano?" No, we don't. Okay, so now my job is I'll get back to that person and say we don't have a nomination, and this is how it works. We have a form. I don't know if you can see this. Yep,
0: yeah, I can
1: see it. Okay and this form has to be filled out, but not only that form, which is available off our website or through the recreation department's website, you can download that form, is the person who's doing the nominating has to supply all the data. You've got to give us the facts. Okay, Rocky was a great quarterback in high school. He played football at Fordham. Um, he's currently the vice president of operations at Bernie Plus. He has a radio show, this and that. All the contributions, all the data, all the athleticism that makes him, what makes that person seem worthy to come in. That goes to the selection committee. There's a, probably seven or eight of them. They review all that, and then they make the choices and bring the choices back to the board. You only have to be nominated once. And I know there's a lot of them that have questioned me about, well, what about so-and-so? And, And yes, we have the nomination. Um, Our nominating committee does a great job. It's, It's a very tough thing to do because there are so many people deserving to be in there. And how do you want to say it? You know, there's a lot of the old timers that have passed away that probably should be in there. And now we're up into, I'm guessing, probably the 80s, somewhere around there. And some of these people got left out at one point or another. You know, I apologize to people for that, but I I would love to put everybody in that's nominated, but uh, they have to have, uh, as Carl Eilenberg always said, it's a lifetime of excellence. Uh, And and Dave,
0: when you talk about one of the questions I wanted to ask you too, because this has come up over the years. So you have the nomination process, but what's, what's the criteria? Is there? A, do you have to meet a certain yeah. criteria? Do you have to be out of sports Actually, for so long? I will read you the
1: criteria right off the form. In order for an individual to be nominated to the City of Rome Sports Hall of Fame, he or she must either have been from the City of Rome or have a long-term association with the area to be considered hometown and commonly associated with Rome by the general public. He or she must also meet one of the following criteria. Is or was an outstanding athlete in high school, college, amateur, or professional sports. Is or was a coach or manager who has made a significant contribution in sports. We have a new category that's uh, named contributor. That is an individual whose efforts and talents provided leadership, administration, organization, direction, inspiration, positive contributions, and motivation in furtherance of sports programs, teams, and athletes. We want to recognize those people with a strong connection to Rome who have made significant and noteworthy contributions to the furtherance of athletics, such as athletes, coaches, managers, administrators, contributors of time, support, and talent. And I'll also read you our mission statement, which says, in our mission statement, the Rome Sports Hall of Fame pledges to honor the pursuit of athletic excellence, recognize those who have excelled, preserve Rome's rich athletic heritage, and provide you with a memorable experience. So basically that's how it's done. Like I said, I can't emphasize enough that you have to provide information. We've had some great nominations where they put binders together of things going back to high school. They've gone to the uh, the nominee's college and gone to the sports information director and got the college information. Um, what they've done with their life afterwards. So it, that part makes it easier for the nominating committee because we don't really have the time to go back and research a lot of this stuff. And most of the people on the nominating committee, when these athletes come up, somebody knows it. You've got Bill Fleet. You've got Coach Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Coach Linda Hardjump. Um, you've got people who've been in the sports that, that know a lot of this. So, like I say, that's the way to do it. It's on our website. You can download it. Uh, You can also download it from the uh, Recreation Department website, fill it out, put it together. Um, You can mail it to the Recreation Department. Ryan Hickey usually ends up uh, receiving them, and then Bill or I will pick them up, and I'll get them to Bill. We also have a nominating form for the Bill Coughlin Award. Coach Coughlin, who was the Director of Athletics, as I previously mentioned, Uh, retired and three months later, unfortunately, he was killed by a drunk driver in Michigan while he was practicing for the Boston Marathon. So in his honor, we have what's called the Bill Coughlin Memorial. That honors athletes whose light shone too briefly. Uh, we have around 42 or 43 enshrinies in there right now. Um, it's a very, very tough ceremony for me because unfortunately it means that somebody passed away. Uh, in order to honor them. Um, sometimes it's tough for the family. The family may not want to do it, or they, they want to do it several years later. But what I've seen in the past is that when we do it, the look on the family's face and the gratefulness that we have honored their child with this award uh, means the world to them. And, uh, and that's permanent also. And there's a nomination form for that also that's on our website. Again, same thing. Fill it out, put in the information. Um, Could be a high schooler, could be a college student, or um, may have graduated from college uh, and, uh, you know, met an unfortunate demise. Um, That's one I, like I say, I'm not real keen on doing every year, but I do it um, because I think they deserve it. Um, But again, I feel bad that, you know, they've lost a child and, that's the reason why we do it. Um, you know, speaking about Bill Coughlin, let's, I guess, let's go into is coaching next on your agenda.
0: It, it's there. The only thing I was going to, before we go in that, I just want to ask you one other thing. Cause sure. it's, I know you had said you visited the, the football hall of fame and, Yes. Um, I'm sure you've probably been out to Cooperstown too. And yes. I'm sure when you go, you might look at it differently, being involved in the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. One of, one of the um, nomination things for both the football and baseball is you can only be eligible for so many years, and then your name drops off the ballot. So if somebody nominate, so, so if somebody nominated me and I'm not voted in within, I don't know, a certain amount of years. Is there a time limit for when you just say, ah, okay, it's been so long, we got to get rid of that one?
1: Uh, absolutely not. No, we we still retain no. Uh, we're also receiving new ones at the same time. So, uh, no, there there is no time limit on
0: it. There. Well, we just lost Dave, but... Uh, We'll see if we can get Dave back on, but he w- he was going through the criteria and that's been a question I know um, that has come up over the years. I mean, living in Rome, being from Rome, you know, what's the selection process, the nomination process, what's the criteria, you know, over the years, people have said the criteria has changed. Um, so I'm glad Dave was able to kind of highlight that. Um, and like the, the baseball hall of fame, the football hall of fame, um, you know, you could stay on the ballot for X amount of years and then, you know, it, you fall off the belt. So that's that's good information. And I know he was gonna get into the coaches piece and there's so many coaches. And Lisa um, was asking, is there anybody from um, the Rome Hall of Fame that's been in college or professional sports like football and baseball? Lisa, to answer that question, yes. We have a lot of prof- um, lot of professional athletes um, that have played professional sports, that have played you know, big time um, college sports so, um, if you have not been there, I highly, highly encourage you get a chance and uh, take a trip um, down by the Erie Canal Village and uh, and take a walk through. I'm always wild when I walk in there. Um, as I said, I've been blessed. My um, the picture I have up on the screen, um, my dad and my sister um, have both been inducted into the Rome Sports Hall of Fame, so that's that's special um, to me. And um, you know Ruth Demers, as we were talking about earlier in the program, when people say Rome, you know the Sports Hall of Fame is the house that the Romans built, I think a lot of people would say it's the house that uh, that Ruth Demers built um, because of her long time. I think it was 24 years she spent as the executive director um, at the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. Um, so that's special. Um, and I think the other thing too is you can go right on the webpage. Um, I'll make sure that I share that web page um, as well tonight, and I'll make sure I share it throughout the week. If you have any questions or anything, um, you can go right to it. Um, I think it'd be great if they can keep it open a little bit longer. But again, you know, it's a nonprofit, um, so you have to have somebody, and they're mainly volunteers that would ha- that would be there um, to keep the doors open. You know, we were going through, and I know Dave's gonna Dave's gonna jump back in, but we were going through uh, legendary coaches. I was extremely fortunate to be able to play for a lot of those coaches. Um, you know, in football, of course, um, I played for Tom Hoke and, and Don Bruce and Bob Ryan. Um, Tom Meiselinski, of course, um, you know, baseball, you know, Fita Costi that I played for. And, you know, basketball, of course, Coach Evans, um, you know, my Uncle Paul, Paul ladies in there, Um, I call him, he's like a dad to me, uh, Coach Mike 80, Jimmy Kenny. So there's so many names um, that are in that Rome Sports Hall of Fame. When you walk in there and you see the different exhibits that are actually in there, you're like, wow, we have this in Rome? And we do. That's why I said I think it's the best kept secret in in Rome um, if you have not been there and you see it. It'll, it'll just, it'll wow you. Let's put it to you that way. Let me bring some comments over. Dave is just getting logged back in. Let me just make sure I tell them. Let's see here. Dave is coming back on. Uh, My sister says, definitely a wonderful place to have in Rome. It's an honor to be part of it. Uh, Now to be on the committee, I get to see what goes into running the Hall of Fame. Lots and lots of time devoted. Uh, So many memorial artifacts throughout the facility. People definitely need to check it out when it's up and running again. And I, I, I can't agree with you more, uh, Shan And I know once, you know, you're on the committee, you get to see what goes on behind the scenes and it's a tough job. You know, as Dave said, you know, people can walk up to you and say, well, how come he's not in the hall of fame? Or how come she's not in the hall of fame? There's a process. You gotta, you gotta follow the process. Stacy says, thanks for all you're doing, Dave. Uh, Stacy, I'll let Dave know that uh, I think he was having some computer issues Um, so hopefully we'll get Dave to log back on here in just a few moments, but if you have any questions, you have any comments, um, put them in the comment box. If you're, if you're listening and watching on YouTube, you can put the comments in there as well. And those comments will feed over here to me next week on the rock pie. I'll be talking to Douglas Jonathan Leonard. He is one of the owners of the whisk Bacon company down in, um, in Franklin square. Great place to eat. Great sandwiches um, great baked goods. Um, I was just there this past week for work and, uh, Doug took great care of me. So he'll be on next week. I'm booking right now into November. I'm excited. I'm going to be having on a former teammate, friend of mine, Eddie, the truck, Gordon, um, Eddie was the MMA winner for the ultimate fighter. Um, so he'll be on with me, uh, in November. Um, I'll also have on the new bar up on 233 that used to be the old Seymour's Diner. Um, it's uh, 233. They will join me as well uh, for the month of October. So if you're interested, make sure to, uh, to shoot me a message. Let's see if we can get Dave back on. I think he's just tuning in now. There's Dave. I can see you. Okay. There you are. That's Something okay. I my internet connection. I was just rambling on, so people probably got tired of me rambling on. But um, I had a couple well, comments. I,
1: I saw uh,
0: your sister. My comment sister made and, a comment. Uh, Stacy made a comment. Yep. And then uh, I just had on here now. Yep. Let me just pull it up. Kelly says Dave's a great guy. Thanks, Kelly. But uh, Thank Dave, you, Kelly. You know, we were we were going into the coaches piece, and I started telling yes. everybody I was I was very fortunate. In my career, to play for a lot of those coaches. Um, you know, just in football, of course, the Tom Hokes, the Don Bruces, the Bob Ryans, the Tom um, baseball, the late Billy Mays, um, or the great Billy Mays, sorry, Billy Vinci uh, <laughs> over at Franklin Field, um, yes. you know, Fita Costi, um, the coach Evans and Bass. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but how special are the coaches we have in there? Oh, my
1: God. I'm still amazed at the amount of talent and coaching that the city of Rome has had over the years. I mean, we've been fortunate. We've had guys who have dedicated their careers and their lives. Um, Coach Evans is a perfect example. I mean, what he's done for athletics in Rome and kids, and I'm going to give you a quote from one of his former basketball players, but I'm not going to say who it is. And every time I see him, he tells me, if it wasn't for Coach Evans, I would have ended up in prison. Hmm. That tells me a lot. You know, I've heard stories about him taking kids in, who needs new sneakers. He would buy them for them. Um, Yeah, he was tough. There's no doubt about it. Um, Some parents don't agree with me because, you know, when we played, these coaches, they got the best out of you. If they had to yell (laughs) at you, they yelled at you. Your parents didn't complain because you listened to your coach. That's the way you Absolutely. were brought up. You're, when your coach says do this, you do that. Buddy's the type of guy that he did that because he saw something in you, and he was trying to get the best out of you, and he did it. Most of his athletes, he got the best. Probably one of the most well-respected coaches in Rome. little side story. Two years ago, he had an 80th birthday at the Mario's, and I still kid him. I didn't get an invitation to that coach, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Bob Vero, who lives I out am. in Canton, Ohio, was one of the yep. coaches basketball players back in the 70s. Yep. Bob drove from Canton to be at that party and then drove back to Canton the next day. Now, if, if that's not respect and love, I don't know what it is. You, you
0: know, know one Canton. of the things about, uh, about Coach Evans, I mean, I, Coach Evans has been a big part of my family's life for a long time. Yes. Um, I was fortunate enough. I didn't get a chance to play for Coach Evans in basketball. I wish I did. I played for him at JV Baseball. Um, and one of the things with Coach Evans, even when I got into coaching at a young age, there was always a card in the mail, um, you know, with, with a with Final a note tour. on them. And, <laughs> yeah. But uh, even even when I was coaching, he was the first one to send me a card. Um, my sister and I got letters and cards and just inspirational things. And yes. I was fortunate enough. I used to ride with him out to the five-star camp um, and then Hamilton College basketball camps. And I'll say this. I will agree with you. You know, the, the Coach Hokes and the Coach Evans and the Coach Bruce and the Coach Mises and, and some of those guys were really tough. But I'll tell you what, as, as a as a former athlete here, we all respected the hell out of those guys. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: absolutely. You know, probably because we were scared to make a mistake, but they brought the best out of you for sure. Yes.
1: Yeah, that they did. Um, just Just a great group of guys when you look back um and i think a lot of that was due to charlie dean who was the athletic director he brought a lot of these coaches in and gave them their start um and like i say we have a lot of them that have been inducted into the hall of fame as well as they should be um i mean probably probably the biggest thing in in and you'll know this being a former coach is that when you walk down a street and you run into one of your former students that you had 5 10 15 years ago and he still calls you coach that's a sign of respect. Sure. And that, you know, I, I can uh, still run into kids from Little League that I coached in Minor League who call me coach. And and to me, that's, you know, that's very heartwarming when they do that. I, I'm honored that they would respect me that much. Um, I tried to be fair with everybody. Um, no politics involved in everything. But like I say, I, I can't think of another city that has the amount of coaches Um that we had over the years and still continue to have who are so dedicated to their, to their sport. And uh, they know it's not all about winning. I mean, you're going to, you're going to lose some um, and and you're going to win some, but it's, it's amazing. You know, when I tell people that back when your dad played for RFA probably the third string on that RFA football team could have been the first string at any other school. That's Mm -hmm. how, that's how good the depth was back then. And that, was brought up through the program, through the JVs, the freshmen with Coach Ryan um, and Coach Bruce. Uh, Just a a bunch of great guys dedicated uh, their lives to their sports and their students, uh, still receiving uh, accolades and respect from the people.
0: And we got a comment from Gabrielle Vaccaro says, being inducted was one of the highlights of my father's life thanks, thanks to all who were involved. Her father was another good one. Ray
1: Vaccaro was a hell yep. of a coach. Uh, he was my Little League coach. He was not easy. <laughs> um, I made Little League when I was nine years old, and back then there was no minimum. You get three innings to play and one at bat, so you sat on the bench. And it was interesting that there was a game, and I played for Optimus Club, and we were getting hammered, and I can't remember who it was, but... We ran out of pitchers, and he says, can anybody else pitch? And I raised my hand. I would never pitched in Little League, but I could throw the ball. So I got up there, and I pitched, and my first pitch, uh, first batter I faced was Gary Colangelo, the retired policeman. Well, I hit him in the leg. The next ball, I hit the front of home plate, and it bounced over the backstop. After that, I settled down, and I started striking out. (laughs) But then Ray gave me my shot as as a pitcher rather than playing, you know, left field or right field or something. But. Just, I mean, baseball, Pop Warner football back then. Mm-hmm. 1959, St. John's, uh, all the parishes had football teams in the Pop Warner league. It was the Dominic Savio League. My brother played on St. John's. 1959, they went 10 and 0. They went down to Valley Stream, Long Island, to play a team that was pretty well loaded. My brother tells me the morning of the game, 10 o'clock, Ray McCarroll's got his team out there practicing they have a game like at one o'clock he says we're already running full scrimmage practice and everything well roe ended up beating and when they came back into rome that night i can remember because i was with my dad uh the bus got a police escort and a fire fire truck escort and they went through downtown and they're blowing the horns and it was a big big thing back then um but that's how far back um you know i go with ray um and gabe i know gabe and i just spoke the other day at the he dropped off some
0: items. But uh. Dave, you know what types of arguments and conversations and they're they're fun arguments is yes. that yes. Um, you know, when people try to debate teams, you know, what what teams were the best in football or basketball, you know, baseball. And sure. I'm I'm kind of biased because I always say that I played on the team that went the furthest to the state championship game. But my dad always says, you know, back then they didn't have the state playoffs and all that. We probably right. would have had so many more right. state championships. Yep. And I say that's the fun part, but I said we're different. When I went to college and I said I was from Rome, everybody knew where I where I played at. They yes. said you played up at RFA, yep. right? And and I'm talking team, you know, kids that were from Florida, Texas, Ohio. When you said Rome, they knew it was RFA, but those are it. good argu- those are good arguments to have and good debates. Sure, sure.
1: And back then when your dad played, if I remember right, I think there was a three year span under Coach Bruce and his assistants, they went 24-0. and
0: 0. Yep, they didn't lose a game.
1: They didn't lose a game.
0: Unbelievable. No, I, can, I can openly say I never lost a game on the on the old turf, and I, I played varsity as a ninth grader. Never lost a home game on that field. My sister in field hockey, who they won a state championship under Linda Harjong. Right, back in 94. Yep, they not, she never lost a game. So my family had good ties on that old field. We never they lost, lost a game, game on there. But, Dave, I want to ask you, you were talking about the reception dinner, and it's it's a great dinner. It's a great awards ceremony. Um, you know, you have the awards banquet. You honored teams, the Bill Coughlin Award. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, the different the, – the, you said the Frank, Frank Clark Service Award. Talk to yes. us a little bit about the awards at the banquet.
1: Okay. Well, Frank uh, was a longtime member of the Rome Sports Hall of Fame. He was the former engineer for the city of Rome. Um, if you went to Frank and you had a question, he never had to go to the plans because it was all up here. He could tell you where the water line was, the gas line, everything. He was that type <laughs> of guy. Very well, like very instrumental in getting the hall of fame started also. So they decided years ago that they would name an award after him. Um, there's probably been, I want to say a service award. Including
0: me, and I remember we lost Dave. Dave's having some internet. issues. see if we can get him back one more time to, to wrap up. I, I do want him to talk a little bit about the 2020 class that'll be going in um, next year. and it is a fantastic class as they are, they're always good classes. But the the next year's class will be Kelvin Griggs, who is an outstanding football player here at RFA, uh, Mike Orbanati. Um, he was alignment um, on on played here at RFA too. Of course, they're all Roman. So, um, Coach Phyllis Nimai, uh the gymnastics coach, uh, Jr. Purrington, the ho- he was a hockey star. Um, and how about Joe Ryan Jr. Um, going in as a contributor? Let me see. There's Dave. Let's see. There you are. I can. I've got Back you out. again. We are, right? Yep, we got you. Okay. Yep. We got
1: you. Okay.
0: Yep. We got you. My- I apologize. No, nope, that's okay. So I was talking to the group, and we can get back into the reception piece too, and you can go through it. I was talking, and we can get in at the end here. Just talk about the 2020 class. It's a great class. But let's go. Let's go back and finish up the the banquet.
1: Okay. Um, and Frank Clark Service Award. Okay. Uh, is given to uh, volunteers. Tony is going to, go to uh, Terry Call, who was uh, down with the national for many years, and then she switched over to and did a lot for them. Uh, the other one is Tim Hogan, who's here. Uh, who is also receiving it. Uh, who is also receiving it's interesting about the banquet so started in 1977 with two was Bill Keating and Bill Valentine. And uh, I would say probably there was maybe people in our 2018 banquet in the 2013 I'm anticipating a large crowd next year because of
0: the companies that are going in. Hey Dave, I'm I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Do you do you have the mic the mic on on the laptop? I'm getting a little bit of an echo when you're as you're talking. It might it might be an internet. That any better? That's a little
1: bit.
0: Yeah, it looks like I'm I'm getting an echo on on your end here. I don't know if the internet where you're at, the signal might be low, but all right, we'll try him one more time. looks like he's having a bit of internet problems, but as he was talking and I was saying before here is the 2020 class, Joe Ryan, uh, fantastic. Uh, Joe knows all the Rome sports. Many remember Joe as the, um, the Rome observer that on, on Sundays, but Joe was a, was a great coach as well. His sons were all great athletes. Uh, Ryan Williams was a three-sport star. And then the 1981 RFA football team was getting the Ellie Bruce Award for the exceptional team. And then the Frank Clark Service Award was going to be Terry Call and Tim Hogan honored for uh, their involvement in youth sports. So great class again. They'll be going in next year um, due to the COVID stuff this year. Um, Let me just see if Dave's going to dial in one more time. Let's see if we can get them here, if, if it's any better. <laughs> let's see, Dave. Let's see if that's any better. Got me? Yes, we got you. Yes. We got you.
1: Okay, I'll any
0: better. It's a little yeah. bit of a delay on your end, but... A it's a little bit of a delay. I can see you, though. Yeah, I can hear the background
1: noise.
0: Yeah, it looks like we got it, Echo.
1: All
0: right, well, I apologize for that. I think Dave was having some internet problems on, on the back end. so. Um, We'll cut it there. I apologize. We'll have to see if we can get Dave on another time. But check out the Rome Sports Hall of Fame uh, right down by Erie Canal Village on Rome, New London Road. Um, next week on the show, I'll talk to Douglas Jonathan Leonard, um, the owner at Wisp Baking Company down on Franklin Square in Utica. Fantastic place. Uh, reach out to me if you know a business owner, you know an athlete or a coach or anybody that t- wants to come on and tell me about their story. Um, I'll be more than happy to uh, schedule them here on the Rock Pile um, into November. So just make sure you remember that. Continue to follow me all across social media. I'll make sure I share this show tonight. And as I say, every Wednesday night on the Rock Pile, the Rock Pile is where dreams become reality. I'm out, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the week. I'm out.